You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Gossip Girl. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Gossip Girl news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Gossip Girl. Hello, hello, oh wow, hello everybody, I'm Roxy Stryer, and I would like to introduce you to your host of the night, Sarah Stratton, hello! Hello, Roxy Stryer, what a funny joke, since everyone loves you hosting this show so much, because we're talking about Gossip Girl today. Please let us know about the episode. Okay, before that, I have to say, I can't because we've got the amazing Jesse Janity in the booth. DJ Jesse J, what's up, baby? What up, ladies? Okay, and I'm dealing with Rex, his unbelievable dog, too, so you're just going to have to rock it. There we go. Fine, we'll see what I can do. I think we're both in bizarre <laughs> moods. I hope people stick with us right now. And part of my voice, which is probably going to go out like 50 times make me sound awful. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about Gossip Girl Season 5, Episode 4, um, Memoirs of an Invisible Dan. Is that like Memoirs of a Geisha? Kind of. I mean, it was a book turned into a movie, mm. which is what they're trying to do overall. Dan was so not invisible this episode, though. No, it's centered around that. That's what we're mostly going to be talking about today. So this episode was all about Dan admitting that he is the author of Inside, which is the book that's half fiction, but based on reality, all about their lives and their drama. And we get to see how they think they're going to be portrayed, and then how they're actually portrayed, and what it does to their lives and their relationships with each other and with Dan. Mm -hmm. So, first, I think we should probably start off with Nate and Chuck, who kind of don't play the biggest parts in this episode, but they do have some key lines in there that set off things going. But let's just talk, I just want to start off with Nate is portrayed as gay in, yep. in Dan's book. I wish we could have seen more of this. Like, we, we saw that one little glimpse of him almost making out with a guy. That was like the producers being like, oh, we don't know if we want to actually see him make out with a guy and if people are going to like that. Do it. Oh, my God. I want to watch it. I want to watch how awkward the actor gets or see what happens. Please make him have some intimate sex scene. With- Jesse agrees with you. Yep. Jesse is... I think Jesse's agreeing with me for other reasons right now, but, you Absolutely. know, I'm still... But we're still on the same page. I want to watch that. I want to see it. Instead of watching him make out with Elizabeth Hurley, I'm presuming? Yeah, I'm not yes. feeling them. I'm... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're all on the same page because I think him kissing her is incredible. Incredibly it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm heebie-jeebie. It's really uncomfortable. Like, she leans across the table one time, and they, like, kiss, and I was just like, mm. How much older Disturbing. do you think, uh, what, what's the age difference between the two she of them? She could be his mom. Definitely could be his mom, but is this a 15, 20, 25, 30 
Your gap. I'm guessing. I'm not trying to be a bitch at all. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. He's sexy, sexy man, but it's too much for me. I'm guessing around 18. 18. 20, maybe? Who knows? When is Elizabeth Hurley real big? Yeah. Yeah, we're blanking on this one. Yeah. You want to know why we're blanking? It's because it's one of those before our time things. We're we're little youngins. Yeah. So this is why it's unsettling for us. As great and as fabulous as she looks, what we've said over and over again. And she's a great actress. I think she she's working it. She knows how to work the camera. She can she can rock this part. But I don't want to see him with any older woman. I want to see him with I, a man. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see him with a man. Oh no! I just want to see how uncomfortable Chase Crawford gets when mm-hmm. he. Uh, not really that. I just want to. I just want to watch it. Yeah, Two but beautiful men together. But the character of Nate doesn't seem too disturbed by the idea that he's portrayed as gay in the in the book. He actually ends up getting upset because what was it? He ends up getting because upset. his name's Derek in the book, so he he is upset that he was portrayed. That he's actually in the book, but that his character isn't him and nobody knows that he's in the book. It's kind of what I got from it. Is that what you got? Because I was very confused on why he Mm. was actually upset. They said that he was supposed to be younger and that he had something Eric or Jenny. Yeah, they were were talking about uh, how he had – there was either a similarity to Eric or they kind of fused characters – Something with Jenny, who was named something else. I didn't really know what was going on and why he was pissed, but I know that he didn't feel like he got credit where credit was due. All right. Versus Chuck, who isn't mad about his character, even though he's portrayed horribly. Yeah. Uh, We got plenty of credit. It's it's not even that Chuck is portrayed horribly. It's that in the end he kills himself. Uh he hangs himself with a tie when he says he would have preferred to hang himself with a scarf. It would of course, that is Chuck making light of the situation. But honestly, I can't imagine having a friend. I have a lot of writer friends. And if somebody was published and I was included in their book, it, it's incredibly offensive to be the character who ends up killing themselves uh, for multiple reasons. I understand it's fictional. But at the same time... It it makes such a statement about Chuck and his life and his motives and what's going on uh, that I don't know if it's incredibly appropriate. I don't know. And I know he wasn't writing it to be disrespectful, but I don't know. It doesn't strike me right. See, I wasn't bothered by it really that much at all because my point of view was that he did exaggerate every character. And it's to me seems a, there's so much fiction in it. I don't understand you are cracking up over there. This is not a funny subject for Roxy. <laughs> I'm laughing because Rex just shit all over the floor. <laughs> keep going. I've got the smell over here. On the keep going. Keep going. Oh, You're, goodness. Anyway. Not, suicide so, is not a funny matter. It is not a laughing it's matter. It's not a funny matter. And, but at the same time, I looked at this book and was thinking, why are all these people freaking out when obviously there's a lie about all of them? So why don't... Oh, <laughs> Okay, you're right. No, I'll continue. So there's a lie about all of them. That is true. Everybody has a little lie. You're, <laughs> you're either gay or you kill yourself or you're the father who married for money or you're the girl who was flaky. And uh, <laughs> it's really, 
<laughs> it's horrible, I know. Or you're the person who can't breathe. <laughs> but no matter what, uh, there's a little bit of an exaggerated Let's get this commercial. <laughs> Let's get the smell out of here so we can talk without laughing. No, are we, you know what? This is what actors do. You, you, you push, push on. You push through. You push the through. The show goes on. This is a test for us. Is um, this a test rest? Yeah. Thank it is. you, Rex, for the test. <laughs> okay. Well, the dog is now sitting I really think, calmly. I think I think we have to move on from Chuck and Nate. Uh, they seem to be the two least affected by it. Even though Nate got a little pissed at the end, Chuck never really was affected. So uh moving on to uh Why don't Ch- we talk about Charlie? Charlie, yeah. Charlie. Okay, great. So you Charlie kinda <laughs> Well, I just thought because Char- Char- <laughs> Charlie Hold on. Because Charlie kind of ties into the Nate. Um, She's brought into this. She's not really mentioned that much in the book. We don't even think she's mentioned at all. Um, Instead, her tie-in is through she's now going to be working with Nate for Diana. And the reason for this is because Diana has discovered that Charlie is actually Ivy. This all comes about by them. Right. Okay. A little bit of struggle because this is when I took my bathroom break and I came back. I, I was literally in the bathroom for about 15 seconds. I sprinted in, sprinted out. And I said, Sarah, make sure you tell me what happens. And I came out and she said, oh, Diana found out about Ivy Charlie. What the what the F? What the hell happened? Okay, what happened was it all started with Nate bringing. We've <laughs> got Jesse spraying oh. some awesome stuff in here. You don't um, you don't want to make a camera appearance, Jess? Yeah, You're gonna come in here and hook it up? He's like, no, hell no. Okay. Um. So this all started with Nate bringing Charlie to their new magazine office to look through the phone book because Charlie makes up this lie that she met this girl named Ivy and they're gonna look through photos and she's gonna be able to point her out, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, Diana sees Charlie there as and Charlie takes the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Diana doesn't see her take the phone. Roxy, you look like you're not following me. No, no, I'm totally following. I was there till that, and Charlie puts the phone in the purse, and she walks out. And she walks out. But I felt like Diana hated her even before that. What did she know? Something? Did I miss it? Did she have some sort of vendetta? What was going on? Anything? I just don't think she liked some random girl in her office where they're trying to start all this gossip, and she doesn't want people to know about it. Okay. But what she ends up doing is she calls the number of the phone, and Charlie. Stupidly picks it up. Yeah. Like hesitation or no? No. Pretty much just picks it up. Then Elizabeth Hurley, with her very thick accent that's really distinguishable, says, Hi, I'm looking for Ivy. And Charlie goes, Oh, this is Ivy. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so that was a little bit of TV for you. Oh, yeah. A little unbelievable, in my opinion, like... And she's like, oh, and Elizabeth Hurley said something along the lines of, don't even try to bother lying to me. I know you were the girl who came in this morning. And then she, I walk back in and, and Charlie's in the office and she goes, how did you know? What do you mean, how did you know? It's pretty you obvious. You have to be an idiot not to know. There was only one other person in the office, not to mention you sound like the person she met earlier. It was really stupid and really far um, stretched out. But what happens is now Elizabeth Hurley says that she's going to protect Charlie, and her way of doing this is by hiring her, but it's obviously bad intention. It's definitely she's going to make Ivy go in undercover, and Ivy's already undercover, so it's like... Double undercover. Double, undercover, undercover, un, under the covers, in the sheets, in the bedroom. Undercover. Exactly. Perfect. 
I'm really glad you Which mentioned is just what all this girl that. needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed to tie her into something now. She couldn't just sit there all happily in the city living her life. Yeah. That would be way too boring. Yeah, but I, you know what? I almost thought we were going to get towards the end of the season and then it was going to come out. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to come out this soon to anybody at all, for sure. But now it gives her more of a function in everyday life. I think it's awesome. She, I just wasn't, that's not where my brain was. None, we weren't predicting that. That's not where I was going. Very it. true. And that's good. That's a good twist, I think, Definitely. that they can add. Mm-hmm. Despite the cheesy phone call. Um, <laughs> don't laugh at me. No, but so Charlie's mm-hmm. now in this mix of drama again. Mm-hmm. She's no longer just sitting on the sidelines, which is good. Do you want to move on and talk about Serena a bit? Yeah, I think that's really all on Charlie. I, I think mm-hmm. we've covered it. Uh, on Serena, I think I think it was incredibly selfish of her, and we see this at the end, uh, where she is talking to Dan, and Dan's like, I got to go talk to Blair. Serena's like, no, we're not done here. And Dan says, if you can't see that I almost messed up your best friend's engagement, and that's incredibly important and way more important than whatever bullshit you're dealing with right now, then maybe I was right about you in the book. And from what it sounds like, he made stuff up about Nate. He made stuff up about Chuck. He made stuff up about Blair. He made stuff up about his dad, about Lily. The only person it seems that he didn't make things about up about is Serena. Uh, that's the truth. You slept with two of your professors. You are flaky, flighty, whatever you called yourself. Uh, you've been a little bit of a whore. You've been to rehab. You screwed your best friend's boy. Like, come yes. on. Endless and bad deeds. And you're pissed. And yeah, I get that I wouldn't want my life to be published either because <laughs> I got some skeletons. But it's already been all over Gossip Girl. There's no question about it. And the fact that she views herself so highly and this whole time felt like there would be nothing wrong with her in the book and has been talking about, oh, there's no problem. Uh, he views me in such a high regard, whatever. Are you on cloud nine? Come on. Come on, honey. What's going on? Yeah, it was, she portrayed herself even more, like, badly than the book did. And not caring about anyone else and just caring about her little appearance as, like, a socialite who's flighty. Really not a big deal. Yeah. And, but at the same time, was she really wrong to think, was she that wrong to think that someone who had been in love with her for years was going to write something bad about her. But he talks about that. and he, I mean, I didn't read the book, obviously, although if it came out, I would. <laughs> but he talks about how he said, listen, I make myself look worse. I'm this boy who's in love with everybody knows. I'm in love with this girl, no matter what she does. So obviously she has some good qualities, you know? Wait, by the way, Jess, did you did you have a chance to watch this week's episode? Are we are we allowed to call on you for opinions? I'm a, I'm a week behind. I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sadder. Can we, like, hire somebody to be in the booth during the hour that we watch Gossip Girl and pull you into the show? It's a needed thing, I think. You've got, we, you've can, got, we can see what we can do. You've got them good opinions, boy. <laughs> but, so, we go back, and I think, do you think that, well, I've always said that I don't like Serena that much. Oh, my God. I don't think she has that much going for her. You know what? We've never had somebody talk on the show who's like, boom, I love Serena. Nope. She's never anyone's favorite. Because she doesn't really do anything. It's my least favorite quality a person can have. Bland. You're bland. 
Mm, you're, you're pretty. You're bland. You're bland. You're bland. If you were the the thing is, if there is a photograph laid out of Blake Lively and Leighton Meester next to each other, you look and you didn't know anything about them. Blake Lively is beautiful. She's gorgeous. You would be like, mm, Blake Lively. I think most people would say that. I'm not saying me specifically. I'm saying most people would look at Blake Lively. When you hear them talk, if you watch them on the show, if you watch them in interviews, whatever it is, so much of it has to do with personality that it's like she's a wallflower. She has never ever overcome anything. I'm sorry. I do. It's not. This isn't me saying, oh, I hate the girl. This is me saying, so what? So what? I don't see it. Uh, I've heard she's supposed to be the next frickin' Julia Rock, whatever, Meryl Streep, even somebody was relating to her. It's like, shut up. Oh my gosh, roll your eyes at that one. Shut up. This girl has not proved herself yet. Uh, she doesn't come from any any place that I respect. She, not not that I don't respect it, but just it's not it's not Leighton Meester's background, I mean. Uh, I don't know. She doesn't do and, it for you. And that's what is portrayed in the character. It's just a nothing character to me. Yeah, and Which, they tried to give her this new struggle with this whole film launching right. career right. with her being in this production. But overall, over the years, she hasn't really done much. I think that being the nothing character, it doesn't – it works well for the show. So I'm not saying I don't wish she was there or that I think something better could be added in her character. Uh, it's just I don't understand. The person who would pick, to, pick her as their favorite character, what person would that be? What is the type of human being would be like? That's the girl I relate to. That's the girl I like. She's my favorite character. Maybe someone who is like her. I was going to say, the only word that came to my mind was shallow. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, who totally. Who thinks that that's all Absolutely. that matters? Absolutely. I totally understand what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, she's just... I don't know. We need to search for some redeeming qualities in Serena. Uh, she's She smiles a lot. I like smiley people. Uh, she has nice clothes. I definitely want to be her roommate to borrow them. Um, she usually can get hot boys for her friends, maybe. We'll think of something. We'll think of something. She has. We like the show so much. No, Jesse, you don't think it's going to happen? I mean, she means well <laughs> at Intentions. times. But it always kind of doesn't, is in like a flaky kind of like really go. She doesn't dive into anything really wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's like she had the thought and that which, that's what counts. The yeah. thought was it. Yep. And she always even says that. She's like, well, I didn't mean to or my intentions were better than that or da 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 da. Uh-huh. So what? How many times can somebody say I'm sorry? How many times can somebody make the same mistake? How many times can somebody just be pretty and bat their eyes and say, oopsies? Um, <laughs> other than Rex. <laughs> oopsies. <laughs> oopsies. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, as far as the book goes for her, I, I feel the least bad for her because it's like, yeah, sucks that all your all the your crap came out. But at least it's your crap, and it's not. It's not really going to affect too much, right? It's not Blair who's got everything exactly. on the line right now. Exactly. I mean, now she's put in charge of, but getting the rights to the script of this book. Mm-hmm. I don't even. Think, do you think that's going to be difficult? Uh, what was she saying? Was her issue with it? She's not on the best terms with the writer right now. Yeah, and uh, realistically, Elizabeth Hurley is like, "I'll give you a week." 
Yeah, you're not going to get the right You mean... You mean the other lady? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, is Elizabeth Hurley a producer now? Jesus, no. Great. No, no, no. Who? I don't even remember. She, I forget what she is. Yeah. I don't, Whatever. Uh, Serena's boss. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Um, Serena's boss is like, I'll give you a week to get the rights to this. Uh, realistically, come on. You're not going to get the rights in a week. Uh, also, just because somebody's your friend, uh, I try to th- hope that there's more to life than nepotism and friendship and... I know that business is about who knows you and who you know, but if this she goes from being so concerned about her own personal life to for her job needing to get this movie, she clearly knows that even just being a book, it's going to ruin a lot of her friends' lives. Movies are so much larger than books these days. Putting that out there on the media like that is is detrimental to her best friend Blair. Oh, see, I didn't even see that crossing her mind. Never, never. That's what I'm saying. Okay. She's so selfish. She never wants... I mean, maybe we'll see it a little next week, the internal struggle, but it's like she's never thinking about anybody else. So, yes, her intentions are good because she's dumb. Dumb girl. If you took a second to think, then your intentions wouldn't be good because you would know what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, now that we've bashed Serena enough, maybe we should talk about something we do like. Do you want to talk about Blair? I'm blushing. I love her. Yeah, I want to talk about her. And uh, she probably goes through the biggest ringer through this book. Oh, like, definitely. Definitely. Uh, she is on the line for losing her fiancé, mm-hmm. uh, who not only is she already in the public light because he is part of the royal family, but her whole life she's been followed like this, and, and she's pregnant now, and... All these issues, the last thing she needs is a scandal. Because I'm sure, as it portrays in the book that they that Dan and Blair had sex, I'm sure there's gonna be a question about who's the baby data? Daddy. Yeah. Who's the baby daddy? Mm-hmm. Uh and it's definitely not. But you know what I think might happen? Predictions. Got you. Because I'm thinking we're thinking the same thing. You talk, I'm gonna write down my predictions and I'll forget it. Fine. I'm Pretty sure I know exactly what you're thinking because I'm pretty sure it's my prediction. But so where we left off is you mentioned one thing that it's not just Blair's life that could be ruined by this book, too. It's also the baby's. And that makes it so much worse. And she says at one point in this episode that not only has this like has her and Dan's relationship sexually never existed, but she also says because of this, they can't be friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing that people have to realize about these books, as we were saying before, it is fiction. And all you have to do in one interview is say, this is a fictional novel. He has to say, it is a fictional novel based on real characters, their personality traits, um, whatever I took from people. And then I made storylines up or I, I embellished whatever. I'm an author. I'm a writer. I'm not a recorder. I don't walk around saying, oh, this is what happened in real life. It's not a documentary. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a piece of work that I did. And um, I don't know if people would believe that totally, but it needs to be said. It needs to be said, at least. Agreed, because it's returning part of people's lives. At least in the end of this, we do see that Louis attempts to trust and forgive Blair. Yeah. So as of the end of this episode, they're on a good note. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Although, when they're laying in bed, I have to say that there was that glint in his eye that everything was not okay. Oh, more than that. More than that. You could see he's looking off into the distance. Uh, he's just, how do you trust one like Blair? Uh, it's hard because even though I, I do think she's been incredibly faithful to him recently and she really does love him and she's really working on this, uh, it's Blair Waldorf. And you never know. And we know that she slept with Chuck right before him. Mm-hmm. And we know that she did kiss Dan. And we know that she's got a lot of more skeletons in the closet. And uh, they're not allowed. Yet. And they're not allowed for sure. And we know she got a pregnancy test. And we know she may or may not be lying about who's the dad. So, uh, yeah. We might find out. Wah, wah, predictions. Predictions. What is it? Mm-hmm. Are we going to start our own predictions music? <laughs> predictions. Can I just record that and that can be the after buzz? It's perfect. Predictions. People would really like that. They'd respond well. I think that'll be our next <laughs> Stay tuned for next week when <laughs> I can do the other ones too. Um, special segment. Uh, hey kids, Buzzy the After Buzz B says, get back on subject. Oh my goodness, I've never gotten that before. Ultimate low point. I didn't even know that existed. Get us back. Get us back. You okay, <laughs> I think we should go to a commercial break and uh, then recap. Uh, or- and then go to news and gossip. Yeah, news and gossip. Okay, mm. back on track. Okay, huh. oh, go. <laughs> Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespeare. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why AfterBuzz TV is the number one source for after-show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? (laughs) The wig! The wig! When the TV show is over, get your AfterBuzz on. It smells like pumpkin spice in here, Jess. Oh, pumpkin boy. spice. It's grape. <laughs> grape. Those are some shitty ass grapes. Okay, let's for, just let's just get on track, just guys. Say we had a little uh, incident happen, but um, oopsie. <laughs> Rexy, the after buzz dog. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. There we go. After buzz TV news. All right, so earlier last week, Ryan was spotted visiting Blake on the set of Gossip Girl New York before bringing her back with him to Boston for an intimate and romantic dinner at a French restaurant. Since he couldn't be in his native Canada for the holiday, Ryan made do with some of the best food in Boston's South End. And his best gal, onlookers reveal, Ryan brought, brought Blake Lively with him and if you didn't know any better, you would think they were a couple. They looked like they were really into each other. He had his arm around her, and they were both smiling. Wait, first off, what up, Boston? What up, you Boston? Go. Can we please get some soap and food in here? Yep, I'm down. What I have to say is, what about Sandra Bullock? I don't know what's going on. 
I don't know. But I did see this everywhere. And there was even yeah. more to the quote that I was I was reading. I think it was on Perez even. Uh, that they were like, they got a booth specifically in the corner, just the two of them, like put up their menus, blocking people out, whatever it was. So, eh, not a fan. Not a fan of them together. Nope, not a fan. Okay, that's enough. All right. Ed Westwick thinks British girls are, quote, best in the world. I'm no. gonna cry. That's not correct. You can get an English accent. I mean, it's not about me, it's about Blair. <laughs> But I guess if she royals and if she marries into the royal family, she could like kind of technically be British. So um, then they could end up together. How did how did that work? Um, I don't I don't know. But it always I, works in Roxy's it, Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. All right. So the gossip girl star is attracted to genuine women with a sense of humor and would love to hook up with someone from his home country one day. Oh. Ed Wait. Westwick said. Uh. I like genuine girls. I can laugh and have fun. I like a girl with a sense of style. I'd have to go out with someone who can whip me into line when I need it. But I have to say that British girls are the best in the world. There isn't any doubt about it. Okay, okay. Um, Blair can make him laugh, and, and she has style, and uh, okay. she just... Um, you need to realize, <laughs> there's a person named Ed Westwick. Then there's a character named Chuck. Chuck. Separation! I don't know who Ed Westwick is. (laughs) I tried, Jesse. I tried. (laughs) Well, Chuck doesn't think uh, British girls are the best. Just Ed Westwick does. Who? Right. No, there's some guy named Ed Westwick. You know. A random kid on the street. Yeah. yeah. He's in our news and gossip. (laughs) All right. So with many twists and turns going on in season five, many Gigi fans including Roxy, are wondering when it's all going to end. Penn Badgley reveals it could be sooner than we thought. In an interview with New York Magazine, Penn answers the daunting question that us Gossip Girl fans just don't want to hear. How much longer is Gossip Girl going to be on the air? And Penn's answer? Yeah, I don't think he can go past season six. Because that is what we're contracted to. Mm. Um, thoughts on that? I, I mean, uh, I don't want to say it, but... We kind of saw okay. it coming anyway. Honestly, this is sad. There are a couple things I have to say. Number one, uh, we're in season five now. If I'm only getting one more season of this after this, uh, it's wrist-cutting time. <laughs> number two... Well, uh, if he's expressed here, those are the hosts only. Uh, number two... Yeah, that was a little... Like, not so PC. Uh, number two... I I read a little bit about this also. They're saying they don't exactly know, but if they had to guess, it really is going to be season six. And um, Penn Bashley even said, if there's only going to be that many, who knows if Chuck and Blair will end up together. He said that. And I cried. It'll be okay. <laughs> it will be I've gotta okay. I've got to start thinking about somebody, something else. It'll be okay. I need a man in my life for something because I'm just too concentrated on everybody else's love life. I feel like if it's going to be season six, they're going to put the two of them together. But we know they're contracted till season six, so that means this isn't the last season. I mean, unless CW pulls it or something, which I, I doubt they no, will. No, no, no. They ha- they'll definitely go all the way to c- is not pulling Gossip Girl, especially with mm. one season left. No freaking way, man. But I'm saying at the end of season six, it will I guess be going done. into my prediction, Chuck and Blair will be together. 
All right. Prediction. Prediction. Okay. After buzz. After buzz. After buzz. What was that? Oh. And now, your After Buzz TV. Cut it, cut it. Prediction. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, we did so well. <laughs> we did great. Wait, hold on, Jess. What is that new thing we do? After buzz. After buzz. Is it? We, we just buzz, uh, buzz, our... after buzz, I can do that segment, too. Oh, you can do it all, girl. Oh, after buzz. After buzz. No, no. Maybe for the video segment, for you to do, do what you oh just God, did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was amazing. <laughs> um, Never again. No, our VO guy, Rich Wentworth, um, Sir Richard Wentworth. Sir Richard Wentworth. Oh, wow. Is uh, experimenting with some new uh, sound effects. I dig. So okay. you never know what could come out now, guys, because we got a I got a whole army of buttons to press. Oh wow! I just honestly, as much as I love the spoiler alerts, I sit here praying we don't get one because they kind of make my heart pound a little when the lights go and the and the sirens. What about this one? No, I don't want. Our systems detect that a host has wandered off the subject. Please return at once. Our systems detect oh that a host has wandered okay. off the subject. Predictions, Roxy. We're going to predictions. <laughs> Wait, I don't want any no, more of those. You know what we didn't do this episode, and we'll definitely do next time. Prediction for next episode: we got to do our fashion segment. We do needed to do yeah, next time. We'll so we'll, we'll overload our next fashion segment. All right, sounds mm-hmm. perfect. So let's talk about predictions. Yeah. I want to start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if we have the same prediction. Do you want to say it, or do you want me to say it about Blair? Um, I'm gonna say it. Because if it, if I mean, the thing is, if you were thinking something different and I say this, you're going to be like, that's what I was thinking. And I'm going to be like, you're a lying bitch. But <laughs> it, it's <laughs> not actually what I'm going to say. Well, I've got some issues tonight. Um, but the thing is, if you say it first, I'm going to be really upset about it and think about it for the rest of the week. So I got to throw it out there. Fine. Uh, here's what's going to happen. They're going to find out. They're going to read the book and see that Dan and Blair had sex in the book. Mm-hmm. The royal family is going to make Blair get a t- pregnancy test. The baby's going to be Chuck's. Okay. It wasn't your prediction! <laughs> That's because you totally missed a key component where they show Louis like, finding the envelope. <sighs> of- that wasn't the envelope. That was Yes, that was the envelope. That was the ripped up envelope from the doctor. So oh, they're gonna weird. Think- it, was, it said like addressed to but it didn't look like the envelope to me. I thought it was like a letter that he was opening of hers. No, I'm there's no other ripped taped together. I didn't envelope. see any ripped or anything. I thought it just said to Blair Waldorf, whatever. I thought like Chuck maybe wrote her a letter. No, I think that Louie's gonna f- open this envelope, read the pregnancy test, and think that it wasn't testing Chuck against him. I think he's gonna think it was testing him against Dan. Whatever it is, I think they're gonna make her get another prego test and it's gonna be chucks. <laughs> Roxy's way off. I, don't, I think that they're gonna have to open this envelope. He's gonna think it's between Louis's gonna think the test was about him and Dan. And then Blair's gonna have to admit that it wasn't Dan but actually Chuck. You're and that's so going right. Damn it. Damn it. You're so much better than me. Unless I'm right and then you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> that was my key pr- prediction for the week, though. I really wasn't thinking about much else. Uh, okay, what else? Um, what do you think is going to go on with Charlie and the whole... She's just going to be a pawn for Elizabeth Hurley for a while. How long is that situation going to play out? Who knows? Are we seeing her for the whole season? Uh, a long part of it, I Both think. Both of them? 
Who? Elizabeth Hurley and Aunt Charlie? Not Elizabeth Hurley. I don't think she'll stick around that long. What is her character's name? Diana? Diana. Diana. Horrible name, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> That's my sister's name. I mean, like, not for the character. Like, the Elizabeth Hurley does not look like a Diana. Yeah, no, definitely not. She looks like a, like a Amelia. Amelia. Elizabeth Hurley. She looks like an Elizabeth, <laughs> for sure. Anyway. Um, Serena. Hey, are people going to get over this book? Is this book going to become a movie? Uh, I don't know. I think it'd be they could do a lot of it if it became a movie. Like hiring actors who they want to play them, what they're going to change, I, what they want to do. How would you love this for Gossip Girl to do something along this lines? To act like the movie, like the movie gets ix and uh, axed, and then next season, be, let's pretend it's its last season. You know how they always kind of reach back and pull something mm-hmm. from the past. They pull the movie back towards Into production. the end. Yeah, into production next season, and then after the end of Gossip Girl, the movie comes Gossip out. Gossip Girl, the movie. But we kind of talked about that, and is the movie going to be that different from the show? But I guess it's it is because the- he changed it so much. Like, I mean, if the movie is about a gay guy and about uh, Dan and Blair and all this stuff, but then am I even going to like it because it's not Blair and Chuck, and then I'm boycotting and I'm suing? <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> anyway, so who knows? And I'm winning. All Winning. Right. Oh, okay. Okay, it's a really good thing you're cutting me off. I'm going a little loco right now. Crazy psycho. Um, okay, and that's it for our predictions. I think so. Uh, and we'll just see what's going on with the book. And that's it. See everybody next week. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. XOXO. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.